0: Hi everyone, welcome to Respectfully Disagree, which is the Swaddle Team's weekly podcast. This week we're going to talk about something that we end up actually talking about a lot at least i end up saying it a lot from your favorite whatsapp group to go to to rant to your favorite feminist online memes there is a lot of men are trash discourse out there and generally a lot of discourse about you know hating men so to speak so today what we're going to talk about is whether this discourse is helpful or whether it actually ends up hurting the cause for gender equality this is shishti your host by the way Mm -hmm. And uh, to start off first, I'm just going to ask everyone, when was the first time or when did you recently use men are trash and in what context or have you ever said it at all?
1: Rajvi, the culture editor. I don't think I've ever used the word, it's like men are trash, but you, I, I mean, I understand like what you mean when it's, it's like words that signal that, oh shit, I'm like so goddamn angry at men uh, for whatever, you know, I mean, I guess, I don't know the last time I was catcalled or I mean, right now, I feel like I don't say it very often, but I definitely do think it many times because it's just like a way for me to be like, why the fuck is this happening to me right now? Um, And this is a result of patriarchy and men benefit from the patriarchy the most... But are also at disadvantage by the patriarchy in some ways. Um, but yeah, see this disclaimer that I just gave. Like, more and more recently, I feel like my mind, like, has this, like, part where it always gives the disclaimers when the men are trash or adjacent rhetoric is, like, my mind is screaming at a situation. Then the disclaimer is always there. Okay, hey, maybe this is not the best thing to say.
2: I'm Aditi, a features writer here. And... Uh... Like I've never really said it said it per se because like I had this one situation where I had this one really angry friend and uh, so uh, his point of view was that basically like uh, you're uh, saying men are trash and with respect to at least like violence and harassment kind of excludes the fact that men are also victims of violence and harassment sometimes. And uh, that kind of like, I don't know, like it kind of recalibrated me into thinking of uh, basically like instead of like a male and female binary versus like a predator and victim binary. So like at this point, I just kind of just think like gross out or like ew or like disgusting person rather than like,
3: ew, this man. Hi, I'm Lisa. I'm the managing editor at The Swaddle. Um, I don't think I've ever said men are trash. I've definitely called men idiots like collectively. I can't remember the last time, probably when a friend was going through a bad breakup. Um, but you know, I'm I on the whole I'm very much against that because I think one of the things feminism is fighting for is to quit viewing like fifty percent of roughly fifty percent of the global population as like a monolith who are only one thing. And I don't think it's helpful to the discourse or to progress to reverse that and to review like to view even if you know it is the oppressors, so to speak, I don't think it's helpful to view roughly the other fifty percent of the population as one monolith, particularly like one terrible thing. Um and I think, you know, like we're so inundated by terrible, terrible headlines, specifically speaking to gendered violence, to gendered harassment, that it's hard to remember this. But at the end of the day, there are a lot more men who are not committing those crimes than there are men who are
1: i agree with you and that's like the the chota disclaimer in my head that always like ping goes off um whenever i'm like, like angry at men um, uh, yeah it's, it's literally like that like um but still i think men who are not sexist at all um and who you know take good care of uh, preserving stuff, like the, a woman's agency or whatever uh, are still very, 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 very rare. So yeah, there are many, many ways of being sexist. That is not criminal.
3: I'm not disputing that at all. I 100% agree with you. But I think one of the main progresses um, in the discourse, particularly in the last couple of years, has been around how that kind of sexism and toxic masculinity actually is damaging for men too. So if you start the conversation and agree, like agreed, people's experience or their world, like I'm not trying to deny that. I'm talking at a, a bigger level, a bigger picture. If you start the conversation from men are trash, then you can't have the conversation around how traditional gender norms hurt everyone. And until you make that case, <laughs> then they're not going to change. So no. it's it's almost like it's 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 an obstacle. I think that like a totally understandable one, but like in the big picture, it's an obstacle to actually having. A larger conversation a more nuanced conversation that moves us past
1: you know whenever i think about this i still don't know like exactly on which side i you know fall on um because i do want to preserve like women's like right to like think or like say uh, things that come out of pure emotion, because too often I feel like women are taught to suppress their emotions or not to show anger or whatever. So if this is one way yeah, in yeah. which, like, the way that they are disadvantaged in society is manifesting into anger, yeah. um, then in that moment you'll be like, wait, 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 but you have to also uh, account in the men around you, like their feelings, and you also have to account for this. This is, I mean, I feel like women do too much emotional labor. Like, if it's only to assuage men's egos, then. They can be not offended, you know, like why is the obstacle is only because they think that, oh, you know, you're like attacking me or this or that. But if that ego thing goes away, then everybody can, you know, um, move toward gender equality where women still have the space to uh, show the very valid anger that they feel.
0: I just want to step in here quickly and talk about just like you said, it's like expressing emotion in an outburst. So before the pod, I was kind of reading up about this, like about men are trash discourse or men are scum or whatever. And I think what most people said is that when people are writing it, and I don't know if y'all agree with this or not, but they don't actually mean it. It's like a hyperbolic statement that they're using in an emotional state, which is used to, I think as one writer put it for half like it's used to define like this frustration with traditional notions of masculinity that haven't yet shifted and which very often reflected men's behaviors do you agree with that or do you think it's a stretch to think that everyone's going to understand that uh both
3: (laughs) i do agree with that i think that it often is like almost like a cathartic like release just to make that statement i think a lot of people do mean it just as that particularly in you know in in situations where there's actual violence sometimes like what else like you don't have anything to say you're so appalled right and that is like the the way to get it out there But that said, I don't think that everyone can, you know, take that nuanced reading of it. And when you collectively have, like, you know, a thousand people on an article commenting or a thousand people on an Instagram post commenting in this way, like, you can't turn that into a conversation. And that's fine. Maybe it's just meant to be cathartic and, like, there's value in that. But, like, it's, you know, it it comes at the cost of something else.
2: I mean... Yeah, like, I really don't think that you can expect people to like look at a men are trash and understand that okay, this is an emotional outburst. Because it I mean, with respect to social media, I feel like people scroll through to a certain extent and make everything about themselves. Like it's their personal feed. So if something shows up there, that's like, even vaguely dissatisfactory, it's a personal affront. And they must, you know, fight for their rights. To, I don't know, not be called trash or something like that. Just, I, I feel like, I, I don't know, like, I feel like, uh, especially when it comes to, like, these uh, MRA type dudes, basically, everything is about them yeah. and how affronted and, like, how insulted they feel, like, mm-hmm. how is, like, having, like, I don't know, a 2000 tweet fight about, like, whether men are trash or not helping men if the thing you're most interested about is like showing that men can be better people too or that men are all men are not terrible what are you doing to do that apart from fighting with some random person on the internet yeah who just wanted to like speak about their experiences
1: i kind of went into solution mode while we were you know talking about this um and it's like why is there this need to be like you know but we also get assaulted no but me too happens to us also like maybe because their experiences are not being given that much you know screen time or whatever um now uh, i think a reason that has happened is because also that is a very small fraction of the sexual assault cases that you know happen in society and then if we when we talk about women we are talking about a system of abuse Mm -hmm. um so i understandably that gets more you know so in that moment to be like but why aren't you focusing on us a lot of times feminists have said hey like the entire world uh, for centuries and centuries has only been focused on you and your career growth and your whatever so then why don't you step aside for a second okay so yes it is completely valid that you are disadvantaged in society in a way it is also completely valid for people to not want to talk about it right now like stay aside why is that problematic
0: Also, I just want to add to that question a little bit, which is, I think it's also very interesting who gets shut down and what kind of discourse gets so much. For instance, like men have been making husband-wife jokes and continue to do so even on extended family groups. I am on and I call that out, right? But it's... it's gone unnoticed or like that's completely fine for so long. But the moment you say something like men are trash, then everybody pounces on you. Even Facebook, for instance, recognizes men are trash as degree one hate speech and has rarely like, there, there were all these threads about how it's barely... I mean, barely... transphobia
1: is not, uh, yeah. transphobia, queerphobia is not as policed as yeah. men are trash yeah or
0: even in response to that if there's a conversation where someone is saying men are trash and a men's rights activist has this is an actual thing which has happened in an article come out and said these feminists suck burn all of them at a bonfire men are trash is flagged and removed but these feminists suck is still there so there's also like who gets shut down and who actually has these conversations with like nuances you know I mean, I think that's,
3: like, even more of an argument to, like, avoid that, because as Aditi pointed out, the minute you say something like men are trash, the conversation is taken in a completely different way. And whether or not that's fair or cool of the people taking it in a completely different direction, it's inevitable, right? Like, I I keep thinking about, like, what would happen if the gender were switched, and I was having a conversation with um, a man, ironically, who was not trash um, the other day, and he made this comment he's you know he's pretty high up in his organization he's like i get so frustrated i see these really talented women who are really smart they've all gone to top business schools they've fought their way up through the ranks and they reach this you know stage and then they have babies and then they just drop out and they come back with like such low confidence and you know think there's nothing i don't know really know what to do next who would want me he's like i just get so mad at that and we ended up having a really fruitful conversation where I explained why that might be not just, oh, they're low confident, but like all of the messaging of society gives them. But if he had concluded that with the statement, like women are so weak or women are so emotional or women are just so underconfident, like that would have taken it in a completely different direction. I would have had like a visceral reaction to that where I would have only focused on that statement and we wouldn't have actually had a conversation where it's like, okay, we'll take into account all the messages from society, all the pressures from their family, the fact that their spouses probably aren't as supportive in terms of picking up the care work equally as, they, so they essentially have two jobs. So yeah, they are underconfident because they can't do two jobs they're wondering how do I manage this full-time work and this full-time homework that everybody expects me to do when nobody's really helping me with you know so it turned into a completely different conversation because he didn't make any blatant statements like that
0: you know okay so I also want to talk about how I think we're also just sticking to looking at the phrase men are trash if we look at the sentiment that it comes with and how like we often find that in like jokes that people point out or like these tweets that go viral or you know a sentiment that's reflected very often like an articulation in a humorous way or otherwise about you know very common kinds of discrimination or like slights we've seen in our personal lives do you think there's still a space for that given that the whole point of a big major part of you know the feminist movement is for us to be articulate uh, be able to articulate how and why we feel the way we do and work through that you know and a part of that is maybe the messaging is easiest in some of these forms
2: it's not working though because like if it were working and the messaging were easy the only thing this is working for is other women so like at best something like a man or trash with a gif uh, will help another girl go oh shit i feel seen mm. it's really not helping a man reflect mm. and uh, i but mean I don't if think that's it's designed your... to make a man reflect. Yeah that's what if it's yeah. your, if that's your priority then it sucks but like if something else is your priority mm. Okay, maybe. I mean, I feel like there's definitely a million different other ways to, like, uh, introduce
3: women to this. As a woman with, like, a pretty high degree of privilege that I'm very conscious of, like, it's sometimes difficult to see mass statements like that because you recognize you're flawed and and you're trying, you know, you try to do what you can be to be sensitive to people who are less privileged than you and to be aware and hashtag woke, you know, as much as possible. But it's also, you know, it's difficult, like you were saying earlier, it's difficult to separate the individual um, from from the broader statement. And, And at some point, like, in your more selfish, weaker moments, you think, but, dude, why do I have to take responsibility for what yeah, everybody before that's me the, did? There is the responsibility like, anyway. Like, I'm not arguing that there's not. Yeah. I'm seeing like that... That's how
2: men would see it. Yes. Yeah. At,
3: at the end of the day, it doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, what, what, uh, if you have any degree of privilege, at some point, that thought occurs to you. And if you see this enough, where just, you're just like, yeah. God damn it, I'm not trash. I really am trying. It's the people before me who are trash. Like you know, like, I can see how that like, gets frustrating
1: why shouldn't there be like okay? So for example, like I had enough like problematic encounters in my life that almost every man that I come across now is like basically trash until proven otherwise. And for that, like you know, like I'm literally on my toes waiting for them to say something sexist, waiting yeah, to be like, okay, okay, great, you confirmed all of my expectations, and now you can go. So like I don't think requiring a man to prove that he is a good person is something that is like too much of a burden that should be too much of a burden for him mm-hmm. like i think they should be more uh, like uh, tuned in to the fact that almost every woman has had a really bad experience with a man and so the distrust is legitimate the whatever they feel is legitimate and so if i want to prove that i am worthy of their time or to be in their lives then i have to go the extra mile and prove that hey you can trust me
2: yeah. plus i think that like At least when it comes to somebody who's trying, uh, I would say, okay, fair, like, some things, like, for example, I saw a tweet a few days back about how somebody was really distressed about, uh, like, uh, the idea of emotional labor from women not applying to men, and that, that particular person had a lot of female friends, so they got really stressed about that, because they were like, am I doing something wrong by expecting, like, a certain level of kindness from my female friends? Maybe there you have a case, but like when you, na- when you see something as like utterly benign as men, of- men are trash, like, you know, it's been overused. It's almost become a joke right now. And you know, nobody really means it as in saying men are trash or this man
3: is trash. It's just like a That's frustrating thing that she does mean it. I mean, yeah. and I would argue that there's a difference between not trusting, very understandable, and making a statement that writes off a group of people as utterly worthless. I mean, like, every, like, maybe it is cultural shorthand between, like, like you're saying, between women who, like, need to just vent or whatever. I totally agree with that, yeah. that it has value there. But, like, when it's not in that context, then it comes across as just, like, literally saying completely worthless, doesn't even matter. And isn't that what we're fighting against for ourselves?
0: I want to kind of step in here with like just talking about one thing, which is that I understand us articulating and this need for the space. But do you also feel sometimes that because most of this is on social media, the people who do end up articulating it, like even us, we come from a lot of privilege. So that kind of discourse ends up doing more harm than good, like right now, like my timeline is always flooded with like memes, messages, threads, and sometimes it just feels like maybe you're not being reflective enough of your own other identities, like how you are now, you are cisgendered, or you are able-bodied, and you know, because this has gotten like this man-woman gender binary somehow on top, even that oppression and its articulation is on top, which... Yeah, which I feel is very messed up and very frustrating which is why I'd like to go back to what Aditi said at the beginning about maybe articulating as oppressor versus oppressed or like oppressor versus you know victim or survivor
2: yeah fair but uh, again that comes to only when you're talking about something in a very serious perspective like I mean I, men are trash in general like okay don't say it obviously it's a personal choice for me and for everybody else to not say it Yeah, but like, and I, and I definitely, if I'm seeing somebody who's, like, who claims they're a feminist or who claims to engage with these things critically or at least seriously to a certain extent, if I see something like men are trash coming from them, I would probably, like, judge them for it. Yeah. But if I see it coming from, like, your average woman who is frustrated, I don't really think it's worth any, like, it's really not worth much beyond, okay, yeah, just sucks
3: to be you for, like, today, for whatever happened. Shushita, you were talking about, like, these shorthand moments um, in terms of, like, almost like a bonding experience of a shared experience and I almost wonder, you know, you you were also talking about, like, husband-wife jokes I almost wonder if, like, in the future this will be the version of that like, we, we I, I think husband-wife jokes shared, like immense value in the previous generation of um, sort of, like acknowledging common experiences and frustrations and that don't resonate with people anymore and my hope is that you know this like comment that oh men are trash like it might hold value now but my hope is that like it doesn't in the future um and hopefully is on its way out in any case
1: i do think though yes of course the male female binary is you know should not exist. Um, and we should... It, it's not It's not like, okay, so let's tackle sexism against women. Then when that... We have, uh, you know, one or whatever, then we will talk about queer people. Then we will yeah. talk about trans people. Like, all of that should happen together, intersectionality-wise. Um, but, you know, I, I think that's why... Uh, we should talk about it in a more nuanced way which is I guess now I'm Lisa I'm talking about your point that because when we talk about a, a nuanced way we talk about privilege we talk about who has privilege and what that privilege accords them we sometimes might even forget the male female binary to be like hey hey like cis hat men have this privilege, whatever, and obviously that re- reduces if you're in the West End, if you're, if you're a person of color, um, then it, it, it does become about like power, hierarchies and stuff. Um, so then if we try to talk only like that, then we don't have to win or over the male-female like sexism binary, yeah. but we can still talk about all genders versus a system yeah. and not against a person. In that moment, I don't think that the men are trash thing is like really hot or anything. I feel like if we could teach men to not take it seriously, that might be more doable or benign than like, policing how women like express themselves sometimes when all the shit that they have to go through like manifests in something that they say.
0: You know but Raji, I just want to say one thing that, and I think it goes back to what Aditi you've also said that it's about someone saying it in a moment of frustration versus a thought leader saying it and I feel like right now the shape that inter- the internet has taken and like feminist thought leaders online, right? Like people have almost entirely made careers out of like memes about hating men mm-hmm. which is like I mean, I guess it's fine till a certain point, but then you're also driving the discourse in this very... And I've never seen any tweet or any statement from any of the thought leaders saying that, you know, just remember that we don't actually mean it. Mm. Or, like, this is a much... Which then feels like, you know, I mean...
1: Yeah, I mean, I I understand it, dude. Because, like, you say... Somebody says men are trash, then you get, like, obviously, backlash for saying men are trash. And then... It's like you're you you're at your backup to be like. But like, you have everything. You have all the privilege. Then why can't I say whatever I want? Like I understand that um, whatever I've argued throughout this podcast might be like a version of what I just said in a very dramatic way. Um, but yeah, like it's about like who gets who has the uh, opportunity to express themselves in whatever way they can.
0: Or should everybody have like a tempered reaction? Which I'd say goes against what we fought for to begin with in a way.
3: I don't know. I'm personally not fighting for people to be able to say whatever they want without the thought to consequences. I think as a responsible person of any gender, you need to think about the consequences of your words. So yes, and... (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
1: I think the important thing is to... Like, like fuck the patriarchy for example uh, however much like capitalistic it has become and, and there are like a million different kinds of t-shirts you can buy about it like one thing that we can push for uh, is to make sure that we don't conflate patriarchy and men like men might be one of the biggest as if like, you know, perpetrators are, like, who, like, have kind of maintained the patriarchy throughout, but they're also, like, affected by the patriarchy, so to, like, yes, we can say fuck the patriarchy, dude, like, fuck the patriarchal system, fuck whatever it does to us, um, and then maybe change that rhetoric from, like, fuck men, you know? yeah. But again, to me, it still feels like we're only doing it to assuage men's egos, and that's something that's not my priority in oh, life. Yeah. So I don't
3: really care about it. I don't know, but see, I look at it differently than that. I think, like, you get more, like, if the goal is to actually change the system that requires changing hearts and minds, and it's not about assaging egos, it's about couching the message in a way that actually might change a heart and mind as opposed to changing it or to crafting it in a way that will just immediately like repel someone you know so i mean like again i totally understand i've I've definitely expressed this sentiment myself and i understand the stand the you know catharsis of it but like on a discourse wide level like i I totally with what you're saying like fuck the patriarchy fuck misogyny that's like a much more powerful I and think relevant.
1: And,
2: relevant and accurate. And accurate.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jinx. We did agree on something. Yeah. yeah, we did agree. I mean, yeah, I I would still like if if a man is like getting for example if to, if a situation is being played out in front of me where like a woman says oh men are trash and then if the man it like I don't know like gets angry or something, like my instinct would be to police the man to be like a chill, a little, like, you know, she didn't mean it or whatever. Like, my instinct would not be to police the woman. I think that's basically what I'm saying. That, like, women have gone through enough. Like, just let it be. And then men, hey, by the way, your privilege is being inconvenienced right now. Then do Mm -hmm. some hard work and get over yourself. Mm -hmm. But with caveats. this statement with caveats. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. with lots
0: of everything that we discussed. Always with caveats. I also just want to bring up, like, one thing in our last while we're, like, wrapping up. But do you also think... So, Kathy Young wrote this really, I think, thoughtful article for Washington Post where she spoke about, like, different phases of feminism. And she was obviously coming from a point of, like, criticizing us for, like, being so anti-men now, almost that it's become misandry. But, like, she spoke about how since the 1970s, the kind of form that feminism has taken has changed because it became about, like, personal is the political became our slogan, right? Like, for the first time, we were actually reflecting on what men do in our personal lives and that's when this whole wave of things started and then with the internet you have like not just men are trash but also mansplaining, Mm -hmm. manspreading, like different ways of acknowledging like in your personal interactions how men fuck up. Do you think it's like a product of the time that we're in right now and like Liesl was saying we hope that we get more nuance and move past this and acknowledge that a lot of people driving the discourse do have a lot of privilege and power compared to when we look at the nuances of, like, who, what your other identities are versus just binaries. Yeah, this is such I a long... I, is,
1: I mean, yeah, like, so I, I do think that, you know, the start of any movement um, is messy, right? The media movement started, what, two years ago? is messy. Um, when you're trying to overturn, like, a social order that has existed for centuries, like... I don't think anything can start with nuance because nuance is when you first understand the main want of a movement and then you're like okay but what about this, but what about this group, but what about this, but what about this you know and slowly 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 that like it becomes layered and it becomes nuanced um, and obviously not trying to take away from that like of course that should that needs to happen within feminism and that's why all the waves were there right like first wave, second wave, like it got layered and it got like intersectional um, but the, with the internet the, simultaneously it also got radical. Um, so I think that the layering and
3: then the sensationalizing happens hand in hand. It is a product of the time, although I mean, at the same time, you can't, like, don't tell me that there aren't, there weren't like women in the 1960s and 17s who were telling each other that men are trash. Oh, I think it's just that, you know, like, A, we're more comfortable expressing, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, we're more, we've become more nuanced in the ways <laughs> that we identify our trash-like more visible
0: than we were like lots of us are way more visible connected through online community yeah and
3: yeah exactly like social media has just like also amplified those private moments when you're commiserating being like "Ugh, men are trash like it's now amplified that into a statement about a movement and that i mean that's another argument about whether that's good or bad but um but i i think that just adds to the onus for all of us to be a little more considered, at least what we express in public. And and being online is being public. That's what I think a lot of us, you know, forget.
0: That's definitely true. I think I'd like go back to the statement that Rajvi made, which is that, you know, while we have the space for articulating all of this and anger in a certain way, we also make equal space for recognizing the way in which men and people from even like who have power are, are you know, are also wronged by patriarchy. Yeah. So fuck the patriarchy. Yes. Uh,
1: that's yeah thank you mona
0: just, yeah, <laughs> that's the note on which i'm going to end okay till next time bye bye